0: Hey, Islanders, and welcome to episode 45 of the Kameno Voice. On this episode, I speak to the Executive Director of the Sandwood Chamber of Commerce. Please welcome Elaine Traversi. Hi, I'm Brandon Erickson, and you're listening to the Kameno Voice podcast, where I interview folks around Kameno Island and beyond. If you want to stay up to date on events, businesses, and even hear a little history of this area, Subscribe to this podcast and share with your friends. Thanks for listening. Hey, Islanders, and welcome to another episode of the Kamena Voice, where we release a new episode every Tuesday. On this episode, I got to speak with Elaine Traversi, who is the Executive Director of the Stanwood Chamber of Commerce. Um, I've been waiting to get to this podcast for a while. Um, I interviewed the sort of counterpart, uh, Jessica McCready, who is the Executive Director of the uh Kameno Chamber um, as my second interview. So anyways, yeah, it's been a long time coming for this one. Um, so we got to get into what her background was, where she went to school, um, as well as how she ended up with at the job with the, with the Stanwood Chamber of Commerce, and then we get into a little bit more of the current events of what does it look like right now? Um, how has the, the function or her function in the chamber changed since COVID-19 has started. Um, so anyways, we get into all that and more. So please enjoy my conversation with Elaine Traversi. Hey, Islanders, and welcome to the Camino Voice. Um, on this episode, I've got the executive director of the, Stay with Camino, the sta- sorry Stainwood Chamber of Commerce. Welcome to the podcast, Elaine Travers. H- how are you doing?
1: I'm good. How are you, Brandon?
0: Good. Did I pronounce your last name correctly there?
1: Traversi.
0: Traversi. Okay, I was not right. Okay, Traversi. I'll get that <laughs> next time. It's a hard
1: Italian last name to pronounce. No worries.
0: Okay, very cool. <laughs> All right, so before we get into the podcast, tell us a little bit about Elaine.
1: Um, so yeah, as you mentioned, I'm the executive director for the Stanwood Chamber of Commerce. Uh, I live here on beautiful Camano Island. Uh, I have two little kiddos And um, I'm an avid runner, mountain biker, um, huge animal lover, and yeah, I love where I live. And yeah, thank you for having me.
0: Very cool. (laughs) All right. So to start things off, where did you grow up?
1: So I was Born in Sacramento, California, and I lived there until I was about four. And then we moved up to Washington out to Paulsbow, uh, which is also a cute little town as well. And then I lived there until about the eighth grade. And then I moved out to Bremerton, where I spent my high school years.
0: Okay, very cool. So um so you spend some some of your time in Paulsbow. What was you what were you guys doing out there?
1: Um, so, you know, it was, we were there from the time I was four until about the seventh grade. So, you know, just having fun with my friends, going to school and, um, yeah, it was just a really good time in Paulsbo. It still has a special place in my heart. I absolutely love it out there. Um, just recently we took the kids out there. We took the ferry over before all this, you know, yes. stuff hit. Um, yep. and it's, fun going taking a stroll and they're a little downtown and stopping by the bakery that my mom used to work at and oh, um, cool. yeah it's just a sweet little town and I absolutely I still love it to this day so
0: very cool um <laughs> well, did you guys move out there for work or what caused you to move out there
1: Um, Yeah, so my family, um, my mom, I think, just wanted to change the scenery as well. She doesn't do well with the heat, and she grew up in California, so Mm -hmm. she just wanted to be able to live somewhere cooler, and so, yeah, we found our way up to Washington, thankfully. (laughs) Yeah,
0: very cool. That was somewhat similar. Uh, My parents grew uh, up in Tucson, Arizona, and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, my dad had done lots of different businesses and stuff like that and was on a business trip up here. And he always hated the heat down in Arizona and um yeah, was up in Washington, drove on to Camino Island and um was like Never I think, back. Yeah, he's like, We're <laughs> gonna move here. <laughs>
1: Well, that's funny because my son, for some reason, absolutely loves Arizona. He's 10, but he loves Arizona so much. He's an Arizona Cardinals fan. He's a Diamondbacks fan. Uh, He's very opinionated at his age. He is in a world surrounded by Seahawks fans, but he loves Arizona. So (laughs) we were going to take him down there for his birthday this year, but obviously, you know, plans have, you know, changed. So we're going to push that off a little bit, but... Yeah, he loves it down there, so... That's so <laughs> Who weird. Who knows for life to take him?
0: Yeah, no, it's so weird how, like, it seems like, you know, generation to generation or just, um, yeah, parents to kids and stuff, they can just completely change and be like, I don't know why you would have wanted to grow up here.
1: <laughs> Isn't that funny? I'm just hoping that he, you know, grows a fondness more of, like, Hawaii and wants to move there. <laughs> then we have an excuse to go every year to visit, so... <laughs> We'll see. He's 10. He has time to decide. (laughs)
0: Yes. You still have years to work on him. So
1: yeah. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah. No. So yeah, we, we moved up here when I was about five as well. So it was kind of, you know, we, we moved into Washington there. And so most of my growing up was in Washington, but uh, yeah, yeah.
1: exactly. Yeah. Me as well.
0: Very cool. (laughs) Um, So then you said you moved from Polesbo and then you went to, uh, you said Bremerton?
1: Yep, Bremerton High School. So my mom bought a house out in Bremerton, and we spent—I um, spent kind of my later later years there. So I lived there until I was about 18. Um, graduated. Bremerton was great. I worked right on the waterfront, and so when I wasn't working, I'd be able to take the ferry from Bremerton out to Seattle every weekend and um, go to concerts and have fun. So that was a really great experience as well.
0: Very cool. So then, um, how was that moving? Because that's, you know, that's always a difficult time to move. How was it moving from Polesbo to Bremerton during that time?
1: It was actually pretty rough for me. I missed my friends. I was at that age where I was just, like, devastated. I'm leaving my friends. I mean, it was... Like maybe a half hour from, you know, our previous home, but I'm just like, oh, why do we have to move? And, you know, I acclimated quickly. You know, I made new friends and started the new life and still kept in touch with my friends back in Palsbo, even though it was like post social media and email and all that kind of stuff, you know, we still had our phone and we'd write each other letters and I made the best of it. And I'm thankful for where we did end up moving. Cause I met lifelong friends in Bremerton as well. So I can't complain too much looking yeah. back on it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sure as a kid, it's pretty devastating to have to move or do anything. Cause it's your whole world is changing.
1: Exactly. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> Very cool. Um, Okay, so then where did you go after high school?
1: So after high school, I did a little bit of traveling with friends just over on the East Coast a little bit. Nothing too crazy. Went over to Maryland and St. Louis and Texas and a few places over there. Not for too long, just kind of to check things out. Um, And then from there, I moved up here to uh, Marysville and had a roommate and we just kind of Uh, I got introduced to my man that I'm with now. And so this was about 13 years ago, I think. Um, And so, yeah, we just kind of found our way, moved out to Arlington together and um, lived there for about a year. And then we made our way to Kamaino Island because that's where he spent time when he was a kid with his family, Um, lived on a beach house on Cavallero. And so, you know, Kamano Island had a special place in his heart as well. So I'm glad that we ended up finding our way out here. And so now we're going on 11 years that we've been on
0: the island. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So then where where did you end up going to college then?
1: So I went to college in Everett. So I went to Everett Community College. Oh, you did? Okay. Okay. Yes. So commuted from there, uh, from Kamano Island. And yeah, I went to college there. And it was a really, really wonderful experience. By that time, I had already had my son. So he got to go to school there. They have a wonderful uh, preschool program, which was amazing. And yeah, it was just a really great experience going to school there. And I got my uh, degree in business. So yeah, thank you for that experience.
0: (laughs) Very cool. So did you... Did you go the whole time there at EVCC then or?
1: Yes. Okay. So So they had the
0: whole program there.
1: Exactly. Yep. So I stayed the entire time. And then after I graduated, I stayed working there. So I got hired on and stayed there for another four years. So collectively, I worked and went to school there for six years. And I'm very, very thankful to have worked there. It really um, set me up for success in my, you know, work career. After working there, I worked with amazing people and um, that I'm still in touch with today. So it was it was really great school.
0: Very cool. Did you, um, what, what drew you to business?
1: Um, you know, I, I'm not sure what exactly drew me to it. I just remember my very early jobs that I had when I was younger, I loved being in the office and being organized and going through paperwork and doing that side of, you know, the business aspect of everything. Um, and same with my husband now, you know, with his business, I was helping with the books and doing all that kind of stuff and um doing like the employees paperwork and all that. I really really enjoy that aspect of everything oh, and um yeah. So that's just kind of what led me to it. And it was just kind of a career path that I saw for myself as well, having a young child. And I knew that the job that it would set me up for would be able to work for the schedule with having kids as well, which is something important that you have to think about. <laughs> when sure. <making> a career.
0: <laughs> yeah, very cool. So then, um, okay. So then did you have any focus in business or did it um was it the general business degree
1: Yep, general okay. business yep
0: very cool yeah, that uh, definitely takes someone uh special people type peeps, type of people to uh to deal with all the bookkeeping and the h r and the all yes. that stuff because that's like for me that's like the uh I have to do that. <laughs>
1: I know. It's so funny. You know, I, I like to support the business. Like, I don't know if I'd be necessarily a business owner, but I like to be that support. And so that's kind of what more of my focus is.
0: Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. (laughs) What, what years out of curiosity, going back a little bit, um, what years were you there at EVCC or Everett community college?
1: Um, I believe I started there in 2014, I believe. So, or was it 2013? I don't remember.
0: Okay.
1: (laughs) Looking back, it's like all the years have kind of just meshed together. Um, so yeah, I can't even think of the years that I was going to school there. So I've been at the chamber now for two years. So, um... Yeah, so I'm I'm thinking 2013,
0: 2014
1: maybe. Okay. Do the math. I'm not sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Well, I was I attended EVCC in between 2007
1: 2009.
0: Okay. Um so yeah, so but you I was were
1: a little bit ahead of me.
0: <laughs> okay, got it. So yeah, I was in yeah. the engineering department as well. So I don't know, did you mainly work in once you were there were you working like the admin side like in the admin yes. building? Okay.
1: Yeah. So I was actually working in the logistics building. So I had my hand in, um, like where the mail came through and the shipments came through and all the purchasing and all that kind of stuff was done. Got it. So, um, I was in kind of that area and I was a support at that department. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Very cool.
0: <laughs> all right. So then, um, after EVCC, where did you go from there?
1: Um, So from there, so like I said, I worked there for about six years and then I kind of I decided that I wanted to take a break from the long commute Mm -hmm. Uh, going down there. It was it started to get crazier and crazier every morning heading to work and the traffic was just bananas. Yeah. So I took a little bit of break there And, um, that's where I kind of just looked for a new position that was going to be closer to home. By that time I had had my daughter who's now three and I wanted something closer to home to be closer to her and where she could go to daycare as well. And so, yeah, I wanted to find something in like the Stanwood Camino area and that's how I kind of stumbled upon, um, the chamber.
0: Okay. Very cool. So then, um, So you guys all, you said, uh, uh, your husband also has a business, right? Is it Mm -hmm. in, is it on, it's in this area, right?
1: Yeah. So it's on Camino. So it's right before El Bay Elementary. He owns a custom granite countertop, um, shop. Okay. Uh, he doesn't advertise or anything like that. It's all just kind of word of mouth and yeah, so we're pretty lucky. His commute's literally like three minutes from our house, so (laughs) We're trying to stay as local as possible to avoid traffic. (laughs) Yes.
0: Yeah. No, I get that. Um, Mm -hmm. So then was he, um, when did he start that business then?
1: Oh, gosh. Um, It's been about, gosh, I want to say seven years now, maybe going on eight. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He'll probably correct me on that one, but
0: (laughs) very cool. (laughs) That's
1: what I'm gonna go with. It's been about seven, eight years.
0: Okay, sounds good. I'll I'll go with it too. (laughs) Um so then was he already involved with the chamber at that time? Is that how you kinda got connected with that?
1: No. So he wasn't involved with the chamber. So I just kind of stumbled upon it, just looking through job positions that were open. And this one just happened to have a listing. And so um, I decided to just go for it. And I'm like, well, you know, it's close. It's going to literally be a minute away from my daughter's daycare. Why not? You know, why not me? So I went for it. And yeah, from there, we just kind of, you know, again, we never looked back.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So then how did that, you know, how did getting started and ramped up with the the chamber look? What did that look like?
1: So, um... It started out, so I had applied for the position and then, um, so it was actually Jessica McCready who had my position for about a month before me. So, um, she was just kind of here helping out to get the next person hired because at the time she was employed by the Camino chamber. Right. So she was just kind of helping out, um, to get something new hired. And yeah, she just pulled my um, resume and gave me a call. And I kind of did a over the phone interview with her. And um, she ended up setting up an interview with at the time our president was Renee Kettler and also with our now president, Shana Holbeck. And so I interviewed with them and uh, it went great. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah.
0: Nice. So what were what was kind of your first getting started projects and stuff like learning the ropes and everything there.
1: So it was crazy. It was kind of just like thrown into it. So I, um, Jessica kind of showed me the ropes a little bit. I worked with Asia a lot as well mm-hmm. from the Camino chamber. My first uh, project that we had was moving the chamber from the old first national bank building on the second floor down to our now current space and, um, the downtown on the East side And so that was quite the project. Lots of moving, lots of furniture, just crazy. Um, And then we went, um, our first events that we were working on, kind of that same couple weeks was uh, the summer concerts that are put on in the summertime I'm sure you've seen those uh so we did that um setting up the beer gardens and all that kind of stuff so I was really just thrust into the mix I mean there was no time to acclimate it was just like you know you got to think on your toes and just go for it and so I did
0: (laughs) yeah so then we when did what uh what time of year were you hired on then like right as this stuff was ramping up
1: Yep, so mid-June was when I was hired on, oh, wow. and then I really got going, and yeah, like <clears throat> July 1st, I believe, was when we just went for it, so yeah, right when the concerts and the crazy season was going, so wow. um, yeah, <laughs> it was wild.
0: <laughs> Very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so then... Um, so I'm, I'm less familiar with the, all the events that the Stanwood chamber puts on just because, I mean, the Stanwood commando chambers both do quite a bit of combined yeah. events. Um, yeah. but I don't always make it to, I don't always make it to the Camino ones, but, um, I do my best, but with the yeah. Stanwood chamber, what are, what's kind of a list of the different events that you guys do throughout the year?
1: Okay, so um, besides all of our monthly events that we do joint with the Camino Chamber, so um, in earlier in the year, you know, we have our fun run that we do um, that's mostly put on with uh, Shana Holbeck. You know, she's also a runner like me, so we. she's been working on the fun run for a few years now. And then after that, we are um, in a contract with the City of Stanwood to do Touch a Truck. So that's another mm. huge community event that we work on. Um, we have the summer concerts in the summertime as well. And then there's a new one that we just took on called the Summer Arts Jam. Yeah. And so that one is a joint with the Stanwood Camino Arts Festivals group. So that was going to be uh, the first year of us actually putting it on. So like you see how that worked out with everything going on. <laughs> Um, It's been crazy. And then after that, we have in September a golf tournament. Mm -hmm. And then from there, we have the uh, Christmas tree lighting, that the standard Christmas tree lighting that we're also contracted with the city to put on as well. So that one's fun and festive. Okay. (laughs) So a lot. We have a lot.
0: Yeah. So then... And I I spoke to, uh, I interviewed Shana earlier on, but um, you guys end up working because with the uh, Camino Chamber, they don't have the, you know, mayor or the city council, like we don't have any of that here on Camino. So then how did that kind of all, as far as for you getting started into that, how did you get into that mix and how does that work?
1: So I think in most cities, the chambers and, you know, the local city government have pretty good relationships. And we try to um, kind of lean on each other for certain things. And I think that's kind of what the, our local government and the chamber has been doing for quite a few years now, trying to keep that, you know, close relationship going. I always say that, you know, we're stronger together. There's no reason that we can't work together on so many projects. So I think that's how it started many years before I came along. Um, So I do know that the mayor now and past president, you know, they worked really hard on being able to build that relationship to where it is now. And so, yeah, we just, once I, um, Right before I had started, the chamber had applied for a contract for the city's um, tourism initiative. The mm-hmm. Discover San Camino is now what it's called, and that's how we got that contract. And so it's just been a fun project that we've been able to work on with the city and that we've become proud of. So, yeah, there's been a lot going on with that, and it's been fun. Very cool. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, okay, so then uh, taking a little more uh, current events and stuff like that, how has the chamber been doing – since all of this started with covid
1: um it's been interesting to say the least i mean i think we're all just kind of in the same boat trying to figure it out as we go we were all just trucking along i mean i was literally flying to hawaii at the end of february without a thought in my mind about what was going on and then literally a couple weeks later everything is stopped You know, I've been in event planning mode since the beginning of the year with all of our large events that we have and um, for it to just be cut off in the blink of an eye, it was like a shock Uh, to be going, 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 working, you know, so many hours in the day to now where it's, it's just, you feel like you're on the hamster wheel, just spinning around trying to figure out like, ah, what next, you know, it's hard in this position. When you are just an event planner 24-7, you, know, you run off of donations and fundraising, and when the whole entire world is at a halt, it's like, well, what now? You kind of have to switch gears and find a new way of doing things. And you know, the Chamber's been doing strong, you know, going strong, and we're doing okay. Um, it's all just up in the air right now. We really don't know what the future holds for us. Um, you know, it's really hard having to have our large events canceled for the year. So that, um, that's going to be a pretty, pretty large impact on the chamber. So right now we're okay and we're doing what we can to support our, our local businesses in town. But, um, you know, hopefully we can get a little bit of normalcy set back in so that it's not going to have too huge of an impact moving forward.
0: Yeah. So what is your job kind of switched to since you were mainly focused on these events? What, how has that shifted as this is all taken effect?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, now it's just kind of, it's focusing on community and what we can do for the community. Now it's, it's completely gone from, you know, trying to fundraise and donations and membership and all that kind of stuff to completely community, you know, it's, it's, we have to focus on our members and focus on what we can do for for the sake of our entire Stanwood Camino community it's you know it was all fun and games and now it's like holy cow people are really worried about their livelihood and their business and are they going to be open in a month or two and so it's more of just focusing on getting the resources out to people and answering any questions they have and really just being a support for them and so hopefully once things can start to open back up we can start getting you know a little bit back on track with some stuff Um, I do know that hopefully in the summertime, you know, our big events might be canceled, but we really want to focus on um, still trying to prioritize, prioritize um, the commerce in Stanwood and, you know, support our businesses and, you know, draw people down here and hopefully we can get through this strong. So yeah, just being a support to the community really.
0: Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's, the the chamber or the, the commando chamber, you know, with Jessica has been very supportive and trying to keep us up to date on everything with yeah. um, as any information comes out on any sort of you know financial support or um, just information that's coming out. And I think uh, both I think the chambers have been doing a really good job at that.
1: Yeah, thank you. I think it's the most important thing right now is to get that information out to people as best as we can without completely going overboard because honestly, I feel like everybody's just getting the same information from all over the place. Um, so we want to be able to support businesses as best as we can and get them that information as quickly as we can yeah. and um, just let them know that we are here for them if they need need us.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's great. So then how has... Um, the businesses I, I know like um, it's been difficult to get a hold of some businesses because they're they're closed right now so like trying to get a hold of them but overall how has the have the businesses in Stanwood been been able to kind of go weather the storm and stuff
1: Yeah. So, um, I know that some businesses have had to close not being, um, essential or anything, but for the ones that are currently open, I'm really, really proud to see how quickly they were able to switch gears. I mean, literally, like I said, going from just, you know, normal daily life to having to close your doors and start figuring out, you know, curbside pickup delivery all this kind of stuff i mean if they're able to offer that then they have so i'm really really proud of how quickly they've been able to switch gears and figure out a different just a completely new business model is really what they've had to (laughs) figure out so quickly so it's been amazing like i said you know they're doing delivery they're doing curbside pickup um they're doing what they can to get through. Um, I do know that there's also been many, many businesses in the community that are also applying for the grants and the loans and all that stuff to to help as well. So Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that they're all taking advantage as much as they can. And I've been in contact with the banks as well, and they're there to help and want to process applications as quickly as possible. And like I said, our goal is to get through this and be stronger than ever. So, um, the business owners, um, it takes a special kind of person to be a business owner and they don't give up easily. So it's not surprising that they're, that they're putting up a fight and they're going to get through it. So it's been really great to see.
0: Very cool. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, so on, on top of the, from the business side, but then also just in the community at large with Stanwood, um, What are some of the positive aspects that you've seen through this whole situation?
1: I've seen a lot of just camaraderie and community. Um, I've seen people going out and volunteering. They've been sharing on social media the programs that the food bank has been doing, um, been sharing that... you know, the Stanwood Camino Area Foundation set up a disaster relief fund and the Community Grant Chest has, you know, donated thousands of dollars to nonprofits. I mean, you really just see in the wake of things like this, how much we all care about each other in this community and we wanna support. And that is really one thing that you can kind of lose sight of when everything's just kind of going normal, your daily life. It's times like this when you real, really realize how much of a support we are to each other. And it really is just a wonderful thing to see. And we're reminded of what a wonderful, you know, community that we're in.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that, I I got to talk with Lynn Ayers, the director of the Stanwood Camino Food Bank, last week, and, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, she's just blown away by the community, the, the support that she's gotten, and, um, the volunteers and everything it's just been
1: yeah and how quickly too yeah. i mean it's shocking to see you know it's like you see people set up all around the town you know in San Juan and Camino who are doing you know the bags for the kids from the schools and the volunteers you know for the food bank just everything came together so quickly and that just shows how passionate people are about their community you know it came together so fast and that is what's going to help us get through this
0: yeah for sure Mm -hmm. all right um and then and kind of just seeing out like this i mean guess rest of the year and everything what do you kind of see as what the end this year looks like for the stanwood chamber
1: So I'm just holding out hope for our, uh, events towards that are closer to the end of the year. We would really still like to be able to have our golf tournament in September. We'd really still like to be able to have the Christmas tree lighting, um, and not so self-serving, but more for the community because, um, I really think once you can get a little bit of normalcy, then that's really gonna boost people's morale and to be able yeah. to, once again, be able to have an event and see people um, that you haven't seen in a while. And so I think people are really going to need that and gonna need that boost. And so I'm hoping that the Chamber will be able to just, like I said, support more of the commerce in town, support our businesses, and just do what we can to um, get through this um, as best as we can. So hopefully we'll be strong by the end of this year and and looking brighter for 2021. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. My uh, my very optimistic but hopeful uh, view is that the Stanwood Camino area is going to get a lot of local tourism as far as from like inside Washington State. Um, mm-hmm. Because a lot of the... Um, you know, any of the big trips, anything that included flying, so international or even, you know, domestic, that's other side of the country. All of those vacations would have been, um, you know, missed or can't be done now. So people mm-hmm. are going to be looking for something, some way to get out of the house and get out. And I think Stanwood Camino offers that. So um,
1: Definitely. And so I think that's why we ultimately had to cancel um, the Summer Arts Jam this summer is because that event brings in artists and people from all other states and right now that's just not realistic to do yeah so our main focus is just going to be really really localized and um i've seen so much support from community members who are passionate about their businesses You know, these are our friends and our family who are local business owners, and we don't want to see them have to close their doors permanently. So I really think that um, you know, once the farmers' market starts back up and all that, you're going to see a lot of people wanting to get out and about, you know, safely and but still be able to support you know our friends and our family that own these businesses.
0: Yeah, for sure. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: All right. Well, I like to end every podcast with some rapid-fire questions. Okay. Um, so the first one is Do you have a lesser known or favorite location on Kamino um, or Stanwood that you like to hang out?
1: So um, I absolutely love Kama Beach Cafe on yeah. the island. I love to be able to go grab a tea and go down to the beach or walk the trails. And then also in the summertime, I love Iverson beach. It's my favorite beach on Kameno. Um, yeah. we love to get a picnic packed up and head over there. It's just a beautiful sandy beach and it's lovely. And we look forward to it every summer when the weather's nice.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. And just for a quick shout out, does what's, is Kima beach doing takeout right now and everything?
1: I know that they were, but I believe the last time that I heard anything is that they have decided to close up shop until they're allowed to kind of reopen again. Okay. Um, It's a struggle for businesses to stay open when all they can do is, you know, curbside pickup and, you know, very little delivery. So, um, but once they open back up, I'm really looking forward to going there and supporting all the businesses in Stanwood and Camino, really.
0: Yeah. Very cool. All right. Pretend you have a friend coming from out of town. Um, not right now, but in the past or in the future. Um, <laughs> what would their first day look like here?
1: Um, so, I mean, we do actually have a lot of friends that come from out of town that come to Kamano. We have a pretty large property. So generally, generally, their first day is they come to the house and they hang out. We have a beautiful view of Port Susan Bay, Bay and Triangle Cove. So generally, that's their first day. Um It depends on the time of year, if it's in the summertime and we can hit up a farmer's market on Camino, we absolutely love doing that. Um, If we can hit up a beach, you know, like I said, Iverson, whatever, um, that's kind of what their first day would look like, you know, at this point in time, get some takeout from a local restaurant and just enjoy um, island life and Yeah probably take a stroll downtown and, um, just show them around, Yeah, show them the beauty of our, of our little area that we have.
0: Yeah. All right. Um, who is an interesting or fascinating person that in this community that I should interview next?
1: Um, so I don't know if you've already interviewed her or not. If you have, then I have to go back and listen to it, but, um, I would really be interested in Chantel Keller. Okay. Have you interviewed her yet?
0: Chantel Keller. No.
1: Okay. So Chantel, I've always been really um, interested by her story. So, um... You know, she's a younger gal who's super driven and she owns three of the big restaurants around here. You know, she owns Mammoth, Rockaway and Jasmine. Yep. And then she owns the Granary building down here. She's going to be opening up a new bar as well in that building. And, um, you know, I know her, but I haven't gotten to know her um, personally. And I just really find her... um, she's just such a savvy businesswoman, and I find it fascinating to see what her story is. So that was kind of one person that I'm like, if I could interview her, I definitely would. So yeah. that's my person that I recommend.
0: Very cool. <laughs> yeah. I, I've heard of her and, um, you know, I know people that know her, so yeah, that, yeah. that'll be, that'd be a good interview. Thank you. Uh huh. Yep. All right. And lastly, if you could have a message on a, on a billboard on Camano Island, right as you're driving up the Hill, what would that say?
1: It would say, say, okay, it's kind of long, but it would say, um, love where you live and love it. Like you live here. And it's kind of a message for the people that live here and for the people that are visiting, you know, um, respect our little town that we have and take pride in it. And, um, just, you know, be a proud member of your community and support local and, yeah enjoy enjoy the small town feel that you're in
0: yeah very cool well (laughs) elaine thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today
1: yeah thank you so much for having me brandon it's been great
0: yeah i've been meaning to get around to this one for a while i just i have my list and so i'm like going through people
1: (laughs) yeah no problem yeah
0: very cool all right islanders i will talk to you on the next one Well, a big thank you to Elaine Traversi for joining me on the podcast today. And thank you for listening. If you haven't already, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And for more information on this episode, go to comanocommons.com slash EP45. That's comanocommons.com slash EP45. Thanks for listening and see you next time.